viewers of the CBS soap opera as the world turns. First word came at about 1.40 p.m. Eastern time. It happened too quickly for cameras to be in place. And I gave it a great deal of thought, Grandpa. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Then it was back to the soap opera, but not for long. Soon after, Walter Cronkite was back, reporting from the CBS newsroom, complete with rotary telephones and wire machines. This picture has just been transmitted by wire. It is a picture taken just a moment or two before the incident. If you can zoom in with that camera, we can get a closer look at this picture. And almost exactly one hour after his initial bulletin, this now famous announcement. From Dallas, Texas, the flash apparently official President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. All right, welcome back. It is hump day. Um, before I get into why you're listening to extremely old footage uh, regarding John F. Kennedy Jr., um, I, I would like to just say everything going on with Trump right now, because there seems to be a lot of people thinking that you know this will just pass by and uh, nothing's going to happen, and I don't think there's going to be much that's going to happen with the recommendations from the fake January 6th committee. However, with the documents, it's a different story. I've already made my case on that. What I want to say is, and I do not want people to be shocked, there is a very high chance that in the months coming, you will see an arrest on national television where they put Donald Trump in handcuffs and put him in a car. Hey, now, if you are shocked by that, you are really not paying attention at all. But do not be surprised if you see that happen. That should, it shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any shock factor to that. This is the direction it's going into. They're trying to make a statement. They want to make a big show out of everything. Well, what bigger show and what better news to have than showing 45 being put in handcuffs and having them put him in the back of a car? I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. That's what these people have been trying to get to for the past six, seven years. So just keep that in mind with everything that we've been talking about because I see a lot of people that are making comments that it'll never happen, it's not going to happen. I'm just banging things around here. Uh, it's not going to happen. It more than likely will happen when the time is right, when they feel the most opportune moment is at hand, where they're going to have – you'll see every single media outlet will be there as it is staged to see this happen. So don't be surprised if that happens. That being said, let's get into it. Almost nobody has mentioned the document drop that just happened with, uh, with JFK. Uh, newly released, small part of the 13,173 new unredacted documents that were 
in the National Archives until they were required by law to be released by government, it does not change who pulled the trigger. I think that uh, there's this misconception that uh, you know, the, this new document drop proves a lot of the conspiracy theories because if you want to talk about conspiracy theories, uh, JFK is probably one of the ultimate ones. Who took him out? Was it the mafia? Was it the Cubans? Was it uh, the CIA direct, directly? Was it operatives uh, inside the government beyond that? Were, was it rogue military? I mean, there's so many different uh, conspiracies out there, and probably you'll never truly get to the bottom of it. We're 60 years removed from it. Um, but it doesn't change the fact on who pulled the trigger. Lee Harvey Oswald still shot John Kennedy and killed him with the Italian rifle that he bought. And that's that. But what it does show in these documents probably is more concerning. Just as we've been having issues with the FBI currently, FBI dropped the ball back then as well. The CIA dropped the ball. The Department of Justice dropped the ball. Everybody around JFK dropped the ball. There were signs ahead of time. Lee Harvey Oswald was on the FBI's watch list of people to watch. It was the CIA knew who he was. The Department of Justice, everybody knew who he was. Okay, It wasn't a surprise when he shot the president and killed the president. What happened afterwards and why it's so unclear to us what actually happened is it was a cover-up. They realized they screwed up, so they had to do the best they could to bury everything. Every agency started contacting each other, and they want to make sure they're not the ones getting the blame for dropping the ball. Because that's what—that's absolutely what happened here. If you read through the stories, and I read about three different ones, you know, they're all relatively about the same. There's a little bit of extra information here and there. But if you read through everything that is being reported, um, the CIA is the one that has to accept the blame. You know, you there was a threat— And that threat ultimately assassinated the president. So it shows, just like every shooting in modern time, it always links back to the FBI were aware, in most cases, of these people. There's been reports on these people. They're supposed to be watching these people. And at the end of the day, somehow, some way, whether either by pure uh, ignorance or turning a blind eye, these crimes are committed. Well, the same thing happened here. So it just shows you how inefficient those departments have been for over half a century. I mean, uh, they're having the same problems then that they're having now. And it's even worse because back then, intelligence was not what it is now. They couldn't connect the way they connect now. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have scanners. You didn't have the surveillance that you have now. You didn't have the capabilities back then that you have today. Today, We should be, I mean, as tight as possible. There should be no cracks in the surface. Today, it should be so good that we neutralize every threat before something happens. But same as it was then as it is now. They're inefficient. They're negligent. Or they're turning a blind eye. Take your pick of what you want to believe. It also contains and shows how corrupt 
the government is. If you go into these stories, it shows how the CIA wanted to create the illusion of a war with Cuba. They wanted to go into Guantanamo Bay. They wanted to blow one of our own ships up so that way they could go into the country. There's a lot of very questionable (laughs) um, acts in this report by the CIA. It shows that lots of things more than likely are planned. You know, a lot of these attacks that you see, a lot of stuff that you call people conspiracy theorists for, well, people that believe in conspiracies believe for a reason. There is a lot of truth around conspiracies. The problem is, is we can't get all the way down, uh, That we can't get down that rabbit hole. We can't go all the way to the end to see where it leads to because even though they have released 13,173 unredacted documents, uh, the CIA doesn't want to give them all to you. So since you don't want to show us everything, naturally people are going to start assuming things. When the CIA was asked to release the rest of the documents uh, this week, the CIA acknowledged in a letter to the White House and it was just made public that the agency agency is still withholding limited material that might reveal, among other things, names of particular CIA employees, intelligence assets and sources, specific tradecraft and intelligent methods still in use, specific operational details, foreign intelligence liaison relationships, certain CIA inst, uh, uh, installations, and perhaps most intriguing. Uh, still classified covert action program that is still in effect. 60 years later, it's still in effect. (laughs) That is interesting. So what's going on there? You don't give people all the information. You give us parts, partial information, redacted information. You don't see names. You don't see people. Makes it harder for us to connect the dots. All we can go by is what we have and what we have seen, what people's accounts are of the situation, that's what we go by. So if you want to blame people for being a conspiracy uh, theorist, then really the blame is on you. If you were more transparent and more truthful, we wouldn't have this problem. We wouldn't be having this conversation. If the CIA was transparent, if our government agencies were transparent, they'd have put all this out immediately, accepted their blame in it. There'd be no questions asked. We screwed up. We didn't follow through. We didn't go after this guy. Ultimately, he got to the president. It's our fault. People would resign. People would lose their jobs, and we move forward from there. But they don't do that. You know, the government, they, they're, they're, like the, they're like those bad little children that can't accept their blame in something. You, know, you threw the rock, you broke the window, and it's not that you're the one that's the problem because you're the one that threw the rock and broke the window. You're saying that the other kid made me mad, so because I was mad, I threw the rock and broke the window. No, no, that's not the way it works. They, you had control of the rock, you broke the window, you have to accept your part in it. Why did you throw the rock? You were frustrated and you were letting out anger because the other kid was doing whatever he was doing to you. So you're both at fault. At, at, at some facet, there's fault on both ends. But the government doesn't like to accept their fault. They just point fingers at other people. Now, they can't just admit, we screwed up. We did it wrong. We'll do better next time. We're sorry. I resign. You resign. She resigns. He resigns. Everybody resigns. Get a whole new class of people in there, and we're going to do better. We're going to be better. This institution's better than that. And going forward, this will never happen again. I just thought this was interesting to talk about because nobody's talking about it, but it relates so much to today. We're having the same problems with the same organizations 60 years later. 
another thing that I was thinking when I was reading this is it's not getting it's not really getting any traction. It's not getting a lot of noise, at least not yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe by the time you hear this, remember I'm recording on a Tuesday for a Wednesday. Maybe by tomorrow it'll blow up, or maybe by the end of the week, and I'm just a little bit ahead of the game. I don't, I haven't heard anybody, but I connected the two, thinking it's kind of <laughs> is it coincidental? You see, they waited. 60 years. I mean, he was assassinated in 1963, so we're 2020, uh, 2022, so 60 years, more or less. Um, you waited 60 years to release this, and you see there's not a lot of energy, not a lot of action, a lot of energy, and a lot of interest around it. Well, why not? A lot of people from that time have passed. The people that were probably most concerned about it have passed. You are going to have young adults that were around at that time that still vividly remember that, would probably like some answers, or out of sight, out of mind, 60 years ago, not really thinking about that. We're dealing with today's times and with everything else that life brings you. So why do you think they were fighting to suppress everything (laughs) with COVID? You remember they wanted 75 years before they released anything with COVID. So you can assure most people at that point are dead. I got to be honest with you. By that point, I'm dead unless some kind of Miracle situation happens where they can rejuvenate your body if you pay X amount of dollars and it buys you time. I eh, eh, Highly unlikely. I'm dead at that point. Most people are dead. You're really only dealing with the youngest of the generation. Because figure, if you were 20 years old and it came out 75 years later, which is 73 years now, you are 93 if you've made it that far. Most people are dead, so nobody will care. It will be... Uh, just like this, it'll come out. People at that point might even be like, what is COVID? I never even, I don't even know what that is. What, what, what happened back then? Oh, those are old timers. I don't, I don't know. That doesn't affect us today. It would be a non-existent conversation that the government can say that they actually did release all the findings to it. Maybe there would be a few lingering around that may want to dig into it a little bit that are in their seventies or eighties. If that's their choice. Go ahead. It's kind of, kind of don't matter at that point. I mean, 75 years from now, I'm, I'm more than likely dust. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter to us then. I want to know what happens now. So I'm glad that they did block all that, and that's not going to happen. Although, they may fight and get some of it taken back where they – delay what comes out when and this may be a trickle effect that we have to endure over the next couple decades we will see what happens but I thought it was important to bring this up because again no one's talking about it all right and on to this we just got an announcement from the judge we are going to trial for Carrie They sound pretty stoked. <laughs> Carrie Lake's lawsuit, Hobbs uh, petition to dismiss it. Well, a judge decided to uh, side with Carrie on that one. 
So the Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson dismissed the defendant's motion to dismiss Carrie Lake's historic stolen election lawsuit. The trial will proceed evidentiary hearings starting today and tomorrow. So this is going to get interesting real fast. This is the first uh, challenge to an election since 2020 that's actually is going to have the ability to finally go to court. Every other one was stamped out prior to the, uh, or before this point. So this is the first one that's going to get to go. This is going to get real interesting real fast. I think the reason it's going to go to court is because Carrie Lake had people that were actually working with her to truly defend our Republic. We don't live in a democracy. That's a, it's kind of like the two gender. I mean, uh, the uh, more than two gender thing. It's, it's not real. We we actually live in a constitutional republic. We don't we don't where people are. I'm trying to save our 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 democracy. We, well, we don't live in a democracy, and that, that's so you're really not saving anything. But anyways, I digress. Um, I think the reason that Carrie is having success getting to the court is because she had the people working with her, and they've collected information that is solid. I mean, you have legitimate concerns in this election. Okay. Her filing, there are hundreds of thousands of ballots that had no chain of custody documentation. That's already a huge, I mean, that's a huge problem. Okay. It's, and it's for Arizona, that's against their law. It's a violation of their law. They have 25,000 ballots that were added to the Maricopa County's total after election day with no explanation of why the numbers of remaining ballots could uh, in, increase. So they don't know all magically on election day. Ooh, we got 25 more than we had yesterday. Well, okay, well, how'd you get them? Did you find them somewhere? Was it because the machines were down? Nope, we have no explanation. They just appeared. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know a judge that wouldn't take that. I'd be curious to see. Okay, well, show me. I'd like to see why too because uh, that seems highly suspect. Then you had uh, tens of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots with mismatched signatures that were allegedly counted in violation of Arizona law. There is a lot going on in Arizona. Uh, I mean, probably the biggest thing for me is that Hobbs didn't recuse herself. I mean, she's in charge of elections. Uh, You're running against Carrie Lake to be the governor. I mean, it's tipped in your favor. Why didn't she recuse herself? That's a, to me, that's another, uh, that is a red flag. That's a big problem. I mean, uh, we got to do better overall. Uh, Carrie Lake's hundred percent right. And she's going after her, but we got to do better overall in a situation like that. There has to be some type of rules and laws that need to be followed that if you are going to run for office and you are currently working in the election office, you must step down and step away from your job to run. If you lose your job, so be it. You chose to run. That's on you. And I don't see why we don't have rules like that. Now, maybe it's just Arizona, maybe some other states. I don't sit here and pretend that I know every single law of every single state because every state has their own thing going on. I mean, generally, we all know the general rules to follow, but when it comes to intricate laws pertaining to elections, I don't live over there. I know what my election laws are here. I know what we follow here in Florida, but I don't live in Arizona, so I don't know what Arizona has. Just like I don't know what Georgia, New York, Bama, California, I don't know. They're all Everybody's different. I know of the laws that I hear of that I read of, 
Beyond that, I don't know. But if there is not one in these states, there has to be some type of laws stating that other than being a candidate, you have nothing else to do with the election. You have to you have to give your job up. You chose to run for office. That's your choice. You're either a big girl or a big boy. You put your big girl pants on and your big girl dress on, okay, and you go to work. It's as, as simple as that. You should have no connection to that whatsoever. So I, I thought that was the first problem. The second problem was, of course, the biggest county over there, you having problems. We saw it the beginning, the day of, all of a sudden, all these machines are going down. I got to tell you, even here in the state of Florida, as, fa- as safe as I feel voting, because I feel Ron DeSantis has done an excellent job. We did a great job fixing this system. He replaced the people that needed to be replaced. Our elections are going off with without a hick, hiccup. Excuse me. Um, so I feel safe. But if I walked in there and I handed them my card and they say, oh, I'm sorry, it won't read it. We're going to put it in this box over here. And then we will transport it afterwards, but don't worry, it's going to get counted. I would look at that guy and go, no, run it again. I'm going to stand here until it runs through. And you ain't putting it into some mystical box that I have no idea where you're taking it to. I'm not watching a transport. Who has time to sit there and wait until 8, 9 o'clock at night till you start transporting boxes? And then what facility are you transporting to? Who's counting it? Did you look at it and say, I did something wrong and you chucked it in the garbage? I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I have no idea. Even here in Florida, I would stare at you like you're stupid. <laughs> like you must be crazy. You think I'm walking out of here without my uh, uh, ticket going through. Not happening. Without my ballot going through. Not happening. So that was another big problem they had. There's a lot of problems in Maricopa County. I'm curious to see if provable, if the judge goes and says, throw them out, what numbers change? Does I mean, does Carrie Lake actually win? See, I don't know. I honestly don't know the rules and the laws, and I don't know what their rules and laws are. Can the court overturn an election? That That's going to be your next question. I, if an election is botched and we have provable documents showing that it is wrong and the count was wrong, you would think that there is a way to correct that. You would think that you could say, okay, actually, once the recount has been done through the courts, we've done this legally, Carrie Lake, you are now the governor, Hobbs, you have lost, you would think that she is, you know, put in as the governor. Maybe they have to get it done by a certain time. I don't know exactly how that works out, but you would think. But believe me, if you think <laughs> that, the, that the Democrats are going to go away quietly, if something like that does happen to happen, Oh my God, the outburst is going to be unbelievable. We may actually see cities burning again. That that whole summer of love, there may be a repeat of it. And then you know the left and all the media is going to say how the Republicans are stealing elections, even though we followed the law. We went to court. We have provable evidence here that these people botched this election. The election is wrong. You know, something needs to be done. Kerry Lake didn't lose by that much. Blake Masters a little bit more, but you start throwing out, you throw out 100,000 or or more uh, ballots. I don't know, numbers change pretty quick. Out of the 100, what if 90 of them are for your opponent? 
<laughs> I mean, numbers change quick. Do all of a sudden we get the Senate seat that we didn't think we were getting before? I, I don't know how this is going to go. It's it's very curious. I'm curious to see how this is going to play out, what the judge is going to do, where it's going to go from here. Ultimately, when it all when all the dust starts to settle on what direction it's going, where is the blue wave that's coming behind that's going to try to destroy everything and start flaring up? Because all that you know, is more than likely going to happen. So we have to wait and see. All right. That does it for me today. I had those two things for you. Uh, I have a lot of other stuff. I wanted to get into the drag show stuff. Man, Ron DeSantis, if you're listening, that stupid show's coming here to Florida, South Florida. It should not be. That should be an 18-plus event. Should not have parents there with young children watching these perverted, pedophile men dressed up as women uh, 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 performing their uh, sexual acts because I mean they are I mean they're not it's not real but they're simulating them on stage. We shouldn't be seeing this stuff. Kids shouldn't be seeing this stuff. I don't know if there's anything you can do to stop it, but uh, that that stuff's wrong. You know, there's there's no way that that's right. But I, I mean I don't I don't have the full story uh, on it. Uh, it's it's going to Fort Lauderdale. It's going to Miami. It's going to Orlando. I mean, I mean, these these men are disturbed, if you can even call them that. I wouldn't even classify them as real men because real men protect children. They don't go out of their way to hurt them. Anyways, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me, especially with Apple. It's always of great help. If you'd like to check out anything else I do, littlejoecc.com. If you want to contact me, go to the contact section. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Wednesday. The week's half over. Christmas is even closer. It's 21st. Get your shopping done. We'll do it again tomorrow.